Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Hey, guys, it's me again. I think we're on, like, uh, week 13 of the podcast. It's growing dramatically by leaps and bounds. Why is that? Well, because we uh, covered the day's news, uh, the big stories of the day. We do it in uh, quick fashion, and uh, and I do it with a, I want to try to do it with a sense of humor. When possible, some things aren't funny. But a lot of stuff on the show today, Donald Trump sounds off on the possibility of him returning to office, possibly, uh, you know, maybe this fall. I'm going to get that to... That to you in just a moment. I've also got some crazy gender stuff. I've got another kid uh, confronting a school board on insane policy and uh, dropping the mic. It's absolutely awesome. The revolution that has taken place around the country at school board meetings where critical race theory is being uh, shoved down our children's faces and our, our children's throats. And parents are saying, you know, nonsense. Isn't it amazing that there was a coordinated attack by the mainstream media on... Uh, those who would disagree with uh, critical race theory. NBC's Chuck Todd, there's nothing to see here. There's no, this is nonsense. This is all, this is all whipped up a frenzy, which of course makes the parents and uh, even uh, uh, black parents who have said this is nonsense. It teaches nothing good. It just teaches hate. But uh, it's an insult to all of them when Chuck Todd and Joy Reid and others say there's nothing to see here. We know we're not stupid, you see. We know we are parents. We are not stupid. This is not a frenzy. We love our children, and we don't want them to grow up hating themselves and hating other kids for the color of their skin. So there's some of that coming up here. Also, HR1, which is now SR1, an attempt to federalize all the elections and keep Democrats winning elections in perpetuity, is, is going through the Senate. Chuck Schumer is going ballistic. Mitch McConnell uh, delivered, uh, I won't say an impassioned speech, because honestly, wow, how did he get elected? How did he get elected? He can't even talk. You know, he, he could be reading something, you know, it could be a dramatic speech, and then the next thing he could be reading the uh, ingredient label off a box of cereal, and it would sound the same. <laughs> Hunter Biden art sales raise alarm with ethics watchdog sales could leave Biden vulnerable to foreign influence. Wow, that's never happened. <laughs> that's never happened. Foreign nationals could be allowed to bid on Hunter Biden's artwork, which is poised to hit the market in the fall for $500,000, maybe a million dollars, raising alarms with ethics watchdogs who say the art sales could leave the Biden admin uh, vulnerable. Yeah. Of course, the, uh, the buyers will be kept confidential. So you can't get the information. The White House, yesterday Jen Psaki said they were the most, uh, what do they say, the most ethical in the administration in history. If they really are, they would disclose the buyers. Yeah. This is Tom Anderson, director of the Government Integrity Project and the Legacy National Legal and Policy Center, I should say, an ethics watchdog group. He says this is clearly a way for Hunter Biden to earn a lot of money without knowing who's paying him. Silence from the White House also comes as President Biden has pledged to increase government transparency and enforce rigorous ethical standards. Joe Biden is the most corrupt president we've ever had. And I stand by that. And it will be proven the more days that he is in office. Legally, Biden doesn't have to disclose anything. But for the office of the presidency, it's just the right thing to do, to be transparent, to let everybody know who's paying for what, said Anderson. Why would you want to jeopardize something, uh, everything the administration is trying to do with something like this? This is interesting. Art is often used to bribe public officials in China, where the practice is referred to as yahoo, yahooey or, quote, elegant bribery. 
In some cases, uh, an official will receive a work of art with instructions to put it up for auction. A businessman will use it as the currency for a bribe, purchasing the art at an inflated price and giving the official a tidy profit. Yeah. Although Hunter Biden has not exhibited his work before, his paintings are expected to sell significantly higher than most artwork in the United States. The medium price for a contemporary art piece was about $1,300 in 2017, according to artprice.com, which tracks art market information. Hockham's Razor. Folks, Hockham's Razor. The answer is right there in front of your face. Right there in front of your face. Here's Chuck Schumer yesterday going uh, uh, bananas on Donald Trump in the well of the Senate. They are fighting to pass SR1 because they want to make sure that Donald Trump doesn't return to office in 2024 and they all don't get complete, Democrats don't get destroyed in 2022, which is coming and they know it. They also know there was tons of election fraud that happened in this country in the last election. Honestly, the Democrat Party is the most corrupt, morally bankrupt party in the history of mankind, aside from maybe uh, the, the Politburo in the former Soviet Union. Here's Chuck Schumer. How despicable a man is Donald Trump. He lost an election legitimately. He can't face that, that it was his failure. And he creates a lie, a big lie, and wins so many people over to that lie with the help of news media and other news commentators who well, are... Well, let me say, I don't think the mainstream media is covering this at all, to be quite honest. They're chucky. Lying as well, and they know it. Again. I'm calling another uh, politician uh, uh, despicable, really, is this kind of ironic. Donald Trump, with his despicable lies, has lit a fire beneath Republican state legislatures. No, the, the fire was lit November the 4th, actually, and it wasn't because Donald Trump said anything about it. And they have launched the most sweeping voter suppression efforts in at least, in at least 80 years. You are absolutely wrong, sir. Here is Mitch McConnell. Try to stay awake, people. Realize that on the other side of Mitch McConnell, I will return. Okay, so don't just uh, fade off into uh, sleep. Okay, I'm still here. The Democratic leader planned votes on a host of the left's most radical priorities. None of it was ever intended to clear the Senate's appropriately high bar for advancing legislation. You still with me? Are you still with me? Wait, wake up, wake up. Instead, the failure of their partisan agenda was meant to show somehow, somehow, that the Senate itself was failing. For months, our colleagues built anticipation for the failure. They even started previewing the latest argument they've made when it happened. Apparently, the same Senate rule a Democratic minority had used with abandon. Was that would be the filibuster. It's now somehow a racist relic to be abandoned by a Democratic majority. Yeah. In the end, one particularly radical proposal took priority. S-1 is the same bad bill it's been since the House introduced its version back in 2019 with the same nakedly partisan motives. Yeah, it's, uh, it's disgusting what is happening in Washington, D.C. It is a nakedly political and it is meant to... Make sure that the American people cannot uh, vote. Conservatives cannot win. And it's utterly, utterly despicable. A little bit more from Mitch McConnell. Again, stay with me. Democrats will continue to insist that S-1 is a response to these state laws. But we know it actually predates them. And we're starting to see that our colleagues' latest rationale for S-1 can be flexible when needed. Prominent Democrats have railed against voter ID requirements for years. But now, Even though 80% of Americans say that's perfectly fine because they don't want their vote stolen, you see. Now that voter ID is among the sticking points, keeping the Democratic caucus from uniting behind S-1, some Democrats have started indicating, well, they've had a change of heart. Now, I would commend them for coming around to common sense positions on that issue that 80% of Americans already support. There you go. But one supposed compromise among some Democrats, bears more than a passing resemblance to the partisan power grab their party has touted. Okay, let's move on to Donald Trump. He appeared on this uh, show, Real America's Voice. I guess the, uh, the host is a friend of Trump's, has known him for a number of years. Here is Donald Trump on uh, if he conceded the election. No, I never admitted defeat. We have a... A lot of things happening right now. I think that that was an election that was, I don't think, all you have to do is read the newspaper. Yeah, by the way, Hillary Clinton still says she won the election, so knock off the criticism of the president for saying he thought he won this election. 
because this time there's evidence. See what's coming out now. No, I never, the word is concede. I have not conceded. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Here is a little bit more. Uh, talking about the uh, vote results in Georgia and Arizona. In your mind, if Arizona and Georgia come back with fully verified evidence of voter fraud, that, what do you think should happen? Well, I think they will come back with that. And I think uh, other states are also going to come back with that. And it's going to be uh, determined what's going to happen. That's not up to me. That's up to the public. That's up to a lot of people, I guess. But uh, if the election was determined to be a fraud, and it's looking more and more like that uh, is the case, I mean, people are going to have to make a determination as to what's going to happen. There will be a constitutional crisis. That's what will happen. There will be mobs in the streets. Leftists will burn down cities or attempt to burn down cities. And uh, I'm not going to prognosticate on this just because I have my own personal beliefs on it, my thoughts and my hopes on it, which if I state them out loud will certainly get me removed from all social media altogether. But we'll just see what happens. And I'll just say, I believe there's a storm a coming a little bit more from uh, Donald Trump. Well, just so you understand, there is a large, I've been seeing those same polls, they're not my polls, they're polls taken by, I guess, media and others, and uh, there is a tremendous percentage, much higher than that, that think the election was rigged and stolen, and uh, I don't uh, I don't speak for other people. I can only tell you what I say, and, you know, frankly, this isn't unique, because uh, Hillary Clinton went around saying it, and uh, Stacey Abrams is still saying about her race in uh, Georgia. So this is nothing that's totally unique, but I will say that uh, in this case, uh, there was uh, they had no evidence. In this case, there's massive evidence. It's coming out of Georgia. It's coming. I mean, just take a look at what's happening. Read the papers. Now, a lot of the mainstream media, in fact, almost all of it refuses to cover it. And uh, they why? I don't know. It's all Pulitzer Prize material, but they refuse to cover it. But you take a look at the uh, numbers coming out of Arizona. Now, they're doing an audit right now. I have nothing to do with the audit. The audit is uh, is taking place. Go audit! It's the state senate, and I think they're great patriots, frankly, if you want to know the truth. But the state senate of Arizona, they're doing... And if there was no uh, voter fraud, why are Democrats fighting so desperately to stop the audits? An audit. There's only one answer, kids, and you know what it is. I don't know when it's going to be released, the numbers, but I would imagine they'd be very revealing, and Georgia likewise, and Pennsylvania is, uh, I, from what I heard, starting an audit because they've found things that they are not happy with. No, these numbers, I think, are going oh, to... Oh, let's not forget the 3,000 people who have signed sworn affidavits under penalty of, uh, of jail time saying that they saw voter fraud. They saw suspicious activity, if not outright voter fraud, including a videotape at the convention center in Atlanta that showed people taking boxes of ballots out from under desks after a supposed water main break upstairs that did not happen, then running the same stacks of ballots through voting machines two and three times. Three people have been subpoenaed with regard to that, by the way. So CNN, why don't you start doing your job? Here is uh, Donald Trump on possibly being reinstated as the president. Yeah, but what about the reinstatement part? Is that is that bogus? Well, is that- I'm not going to comment on that. I'm going to just see yeah. what happens. If okay. uh, the election was fraudulent, uh, people are going to have to make up their own minds. It's not going to be up to me. It's going to be up to uh, the public. It's going to be up to... Generally, when you, uh, when you win something uh, by cheating, you have the uh, victory taken away from you. That's generally what happens. So you, you do the math. Perhaps politicians. I don't think there's ever been a case like this where... Hundreds of thousands of votes will be found. Uh, So we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, okay. Let's move on. You know, Juneteenth was just uh, celebrated for the first time last Friday. It actually was on Saturday, but it was a federal holiday on Friday because it's a work day gets you the day off. And I have no problem with recognizing Juneteenth, by the way. I do have a real problem with the cynical way that the Democrat Party used it. You see, the Democrat Party has a history of racism. They were the party of Jim Crow. They were party of slavery. They were the party of uh, basically a history of racism. They wanted to keep women from voting. Uh, We all know that the Confederacy was Democrat, okay? Um, 
And so they decided to make this, I guess, to expunge the uh, tombstone on the Democrat Party and essentially trying to take away from the Republican Party the fact that the Republicans were the one who, who defeated slavery and have always supported civil rights. So there you go. Sheldon Whitehouse is a Democrat from Rhode Island, but oddly enough, he is uh, defending his membership at an exclusive all-white beach club. Um, I didn't even know they really still existed, to be uh, quite honest. But he actually belongs to an all-white club. Who would want to? I, who would really intentionally want to be a part of an all-white club? If you knew it was an all-white club, why would you join? Unless maybe I don't know. You're a racist. Here he is being confronted about it. Back in 2007, Sheldon Whitehouse. Doesn't it just sound like someone who would belong to an exclusive club in Rhode Island? Yes, Sheldon Whitehouse. <laughs> you had expressed concerns about the membership of the All White Bailey's Beach Club. Said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. And I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Um, do you Why do you still belong? Concerns in 2021, I mean, obviously it's been four years. You had remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. I'd say an all-white club is probably systemically racist. Um, your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club again in this day? Sheldon, Sheldon, don't answer the question, Sheldon. Come here. In age. Um, we have a fox to hunt. Um, you know, should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them, and uh, I think we just need to work our way through the issues. I guess the KKK has also had a, a long tradition, uh, and it wasn't very good. Sheldon, wow, unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. If he was a Democrat, he'd be, they'd be already uh, trying to kick him out of Congress. They would. Oh, by the way, students are ashamed of being American after college education. College students are cultivating an increasingly pessimistic view of the United States and their futures as their national pride deteriorates in university classrooms across the nation. More than half of the self-identified liberal students say they have developed a more negative view of the United States and a result as a result of higher education curriculum. While nearly one-third of students who identified as conservative shared their growing pessimism about America. This is, a, this is what we call brainwashing, kids. That's what they call brainwashing, yeah. 52% of students say they are proud to be American. Most of the patriotic students are conservative. Nice to know. Conservative students considerably or significantly less inclined to accept the paradigm about America presented in the classroom. 81% of liberal students say college is giving them a more accurate picture of the U.S. Then why don't you move? Only 44% of conservative students trust what they are being told about America because they're being lied to and they're being uh, propagandized. That's what it's all about. And that's why I'm leaning more and more toward um, higher education as being a giant sham, a ripoff, a put on. Kids going to college for four years, half of those years having to take electives that they don't need and paying gigantic sums of money for it. College tuition going up 500% in the last 10 years. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> Megan McCain had some things to say yesterday on The View about abortion, which were uh, uh, brave for someone who's surrounded by... Four other harpy ho, hosts, not harpies. I'm sorry, I, get, I always mess that up. Uh, four other hosts who are radical and very left of center and very pro-abortion. Here's uh, some of her thoughts on Joe Biden taking communion, even though he is a terrible, terrible, terrible Catholic spiritual journey and relationship with God and their church is their own personal journey and I don't try and proselytize uh, my spirituality on other people but if you are a devout Catholic as President Biden claims to be abortion is a cardinal sin that can do deep spiritual harm to you and President Biden had been and um, real harm to the baby um, supportive of the Hyde Amendment up until 2019 when he decided to run for president and the Hyde Amendment means that the government would provide federal funding for abortion uh, or wouldn't, and now he is for it, and he has shown in this upcoming uh, budget that he is for it. And I think that sort of has been the threshold. I remember when it happened, um, having a conversation with a, a friend of mine who was close to him saying, for me, this is a deep paradigm shift for, for how I view President Biden, because if he's for the federal funding of abortion, and I know the women on this show disagree with me, but as far as I'm concerned, abortion is murder, and that means the government funding of killing of the unborn, and we here, here. Have to, as uh, pro-lifers, fight for the rights of the unborn. And that is a doctrine that's as old as the Catholic Church itself. So he has to choose, uh, you know, if he, his, his official stance, by the way, is he's 
politically opposed or personally opposed to abortion, but doesn't feel that he had the right to impose this view on the rest of the country. And it just for someone who claims to be pro-life. I never understand this. He's not pro-life at all. He's not. Give me a break. Give me a break. A New York City psychiatrist, Dr. Aruna Kalani, that's her name. Now, she said that she fantasized about killing white people a few weeks ago. did a talk titled The Psychopathic Problem of the White Mind Virtually to Medical Students and the Faculty back in April after being invited to Yale to speak. She said that she fantasized about killing white people. She appeared on uh, Mark Lamont Hill's Black News Tonight, which is a show that just features news about black people, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Here is uh, Mark Lamont Hill hearing this radical, violent, awful, insane psychiatrist and not challenging her. There are no good apples out there. White people make my blood boil. When you say there are no good apples out there, uh, what 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 kind of claim are you making? I'm talking about... People have this idea that um, racism is something that if you're consciously racist or if you're a Klan member, and I'm sort of making the claim that racism is something that is unconscious and it is... You're, you're overtly racist. It's actually in everyone, and everyone uses these words systemic. They're like, you know, I, I, you, I'm, I know that racism is systemic, and yet individually when you call them out, they'll, they'll be like, well, it's not me, you can't say that. Oh, but you're racist. You just don't know it. It's in it's in the back of your brain. You're a racist. Something you don't know it's you're racist and you don't display any outward signs that you're racist, but you're really racist. No, actually, you're not at all. And so there's a disconnect between use of the word system. This woman's a psychiatrist. And saying that racism is everywhere. But the moment you point it out individually, there's sort of people disown their own violence. She should be driven out of her practice because it is clear that she cannot treat patients fairly uh, depending on their race. And racism. Would it be fair to say, based on your expertise, that white people are psychopathic? I I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Oh, okay, I'm psychopathic. The the psychiatrist here, the psychiatrist who who was about as insane as a Hannibal Lecter. There's many lies that, and I didn't get to that part because what I delivered was only... Um, part of a first... By the way, just to clarify, I do not support uh, all black news or all black media, uh, and I don't support, I wouldn't support all white media like I don't support the exclusive club that the senator belonged to. Just wanted to make that clear. Not cool with it at all. Series of talks, but the way, the level of lying that white people do that has started since colonialism, we're just used to it. Are you going to challenge her? Hmm. Such as every time you... Sure. Every time that you um, you you steal a country, you loot, you say you've discovered <laughs> son of a gun. Last week, I I looted and burned and stole three countries and I didn't even think about it. I, I that must be that unconscious bias. Something. I mean, this is this. Le- I ran those Native Americans off their land. Oh, boy, that was a that was a doozy there. This level of life didn't even think it was racist. I don't know what happened. It's actually part of history. We don't say that we killed all these people, we got rid of all the Native Americans. We say we discovered America. Oh yeah. You don't talk about the level of death. You don't talk about the level of what actually occurred. Just real quick, I wanna, I wanna mention something here real quick. And, and yes, the uh, all countries have sins of their past, but let me just say that uh, the land on this earth has passed through different ownership since it uh, we began walking on it. I thought you should know that. Okay, if you look back in history, uh, you'll see that has happened uh, time and time again for hundreds of generations. Thought you should know it. Okay, there's nothing I can do about history. Okay, and I'm not going to feel guilty for something that happened 100, 200, 300, 400 years ago. I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I have nothing to do with it. I have no lasting legacy in my brain about it. I have no racist racism in my body. And it is there is no unconscious, subconscious or outward racism in my life. Sorry, it just doesn't happen. You see, I've been working with inner city kids for 30 years, fostering and adopting and helping out kids in inner cities, mostly black kids. I guess that's to assuage the guilt that I feel for ancestors having slaves, but my ancestors came to the country after slavery. Okay. A lot of nonsense is being spewed before school boards, or school boards, I should say, are doing the spewing, and people are responding and saying no. There's a little girl. Her name is, no, she said Nova Lee. 
She spoke at a Lakeville area school board meeting on June the 8th. She was very upset that uh, they banned political posters in the school but allowed Black Lives Matter posters. I want you to listen to this kid because this kid is absolutely amazing. I'll just let her talk. The other day I was walking down the hallway at Lakeview Elementary School to give a teacher a retiring gift. I looked up onto the wall and saw a BLM poster and an Amanda Gorman poster. In case you don't know who that chick is, she's some girl who did a poem at Biden's so-called inauguration. I was so mad. I was told two weeks ago at this very meeting spot, no politics in school. I believed what you said at this meeting. So at lunch, I went up to my principal to tell him about the BLM poster and that I wanted it down. He said it's not coming down. I was like, yeah, it is, because the school board said on May 25th, no BLM or politics in school. He said, that's weird. They were the, one who, they were the ones who made them. <sighs> I was stunned. When I was here two weeks ago, you told us to report any BLM in our schools. Apparently, you know they're in our schools because you made the signs. Yes. I said there should be no BLM in schools, period. It does not matter the color you make the posters and the font you use. We all understand the meaning. Smart kid. It is a political message about getting rid of police officers, rioting, burning buildings down while King Governor Waltz just sits on his throne <laughs> and watches. We all know. Changing the font or the color of posters does not change the meaning. I am nine years old and I know that. Wow. You expect me to believe that you did not know what you were doing by making these posters? Come on, people. I do not judge people by the color of their skin. I, I don't really care what color their hair, skin, or eyes is. I judge by the content or the way they treat me. MLK said, I have a dream that one day my four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That dream has come true. I do not care or look at the color of skin, but you make me think of it. I have Asian, Mexican, white, Chinese, black friends, and I don't care. I like them because some of them make me laugh. Some are sweet and kind, sporty, or share the love of God. They are just my friends. You have lied to me, and I am very disappointed in all of you. You cannot even follow your own rules. If you're going to do that, why why do we follow any rules we deemed unfit or ridiculous? I'm not following your mask rule anymore then. Get the posters out of our schools. Courage is contagious, so be courageous. Dang it. That was brilliant. Oh, my Lord. I'm going to feature that video on my show this weekend, Rob Carson's What in the World, okay? On Newsmax, so make sure to check it out, 9 o'clock on Saturday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 2 o'clock on Sunday. I'm going to feature that. Oh, by the way, if you get a chance to today, will you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson? Would you also leave a five-star review? That would be huge if you enjoy the show. It is growing by leaps and bounds, and there's a reason for it. There's a great hole left in talk radio by the passing of Rush Limbaugh. I wrote for Rush Limbaugh for over 20 years. <clears throat> radio needs opinions, but it also needs entertainers, and it needs people who connect. I would never suggest I could fill the shoes of Rush Limbaugh never in a billion years. No one can. But if you enjoyed some of the aspects of his show that made it uniquely entertaining, then I hope you'll subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts. It would be huge. A couple of weeks ago, a teacher named Lilith Vanetian spoke to the school board in Loudoun County. She delivered an impassioned address about critical race theory as a teacher. What you didn't know is that the uh, school board head, uh, Brenda Sheridan, tried to stop her from speaking. Here is that exchange. Then we will hear her on uh, Grant Stinsfield's show, hosted by Sebastian Gorka. Hi, I'm a teacher from Fairfax County Public Schools. Um, I'm going to give you have a, a medical exemption. I'm sorry? Do you have a medical exemption for I do. Okay. You've been cleared by staff. Can someone? Yes, I have. Can I? She doesn't have a mask on. A full minute, please. You may. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm waiting for staff to give me a thumbs up that the medical exemption was granted. Wow. Wait till you hear her go off on this woman. Here we go. You know, it's actually embarrassing that you have to ask me that question in front of hundreds of people here. That's discrimination against HIPAA. Woo! Woo! It is. I can't ask you if you're gay. I can't ask you if you have herpes. You can't ask me about my medical exemption. Beautiful. I can't ask you if you're pregnant. Oh. You can't ask me that question. 
Would you like your minute now? I would love my minute, yes. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That is absolutely beautiful. Here she is talking with Sebastian Gorka about critical race theory and the blowback that is happening in counties in front of school boards around the country. Lilith, explain why, why your family background feeds into your courage to stand up for the truth against CRT. Hi, Mr. Gorka. Um, I'm from Armenia, a former Soviet country. I grew up, I was born and grew up in Europe, and we moved to the greatest nation in the world, the United States, back yes. in 2004. My family has seen what it's like to live in tragedy, to actually be oppressed. So if we're going to teach our kids here in the greatest country where we have rights, liberty, and freedom, that they are oppressed, we are naturally allowing them to have a victim mentality, and I refuse to take part in that. That is absolutely spectacular. Don't you love this? Are you not energized by this? People aren't going to take it anymore. We're just not going to take this anymore. I absolutely love it. Here's a little bit more with her and another mom, a New York mom, who went off on a school board about a week ago uh, named Tatiana Ibrahim with their uh, uh, closing thoughts on CRT. Uh, if you don't speak the truth now, we will continue to see a rise in tyranny in our schools. Our schools are funded by politicians who don't have the best interest for you and for your children. We are where we are today because we haven't spoken up. So parents, keep your ears and your eyes open. Speak when you uh, feel the need to speak up, which is now. And please stop voting for the same people who put you and your children and your same and your current demise. Yeah, absolutely. Tatiana, your message to those who are still afraid, still intimidated. So to those that are still afraid and intimidated, um, it's been streaming all over on Twitter and all my pages uh, this past Tuesday. It was witness to the attack, physical and... Uh, she was attacked at the podium. A, a brutal attack against me at the Board of Ed. Wow. Um, do not let that discourage you. I was attacked. I was silenced. They pulled the microphone from me, a parent, after, uh, you know, criticizing me and defaming me of things that were not true. These are your... You've got kids. We've got people on school boards who don't have children. They were sent there as political shills. Educators and BOE members that are recruiting our children and parents that are off, uh, off to the extremist left side to attack. Um, do not let that discourage you. Okay? You, this is what they want. They want you to be scared. Yeah. They want to intimidate you. The That's more right. they do it, the harder you must fight. And you've got to, and you are, and it's absolutely glorious and beautiful. And we're not going to take it anymore. Here is uh, Nigel Farage, I believe this is a Greg Kelly show, talking about a soccer players in uh, the UK. Now, right, Nigel Farage was the head of the Brexit movement, and it was successful. And he says that socialism was driven out of, of uh, the UK, and that movement is coming here. Here he is talking about uh, soccer fans not liking it when they, uh, soccer uh, players take a knee in Great Britain and other countries. Call it football, but I'll use soccer for an American audience. Big championships going on with all the European nations, and the England team are now almost alone in taking the knee before each game. Now, the manager says it's about racial justice, but we all know... Oh, it's just nonsense. It's like, it's like the COVID virus spreading around the world. ...that taking the knee is now absolutely linked with the Marxist Black Lives Matter movement. And what's been happening is the crowds have been booing. Good. So uh, this isn't working at any level. And I really want, I really want, and I agree with you, you know, Copernic has ruined sport in many ways. I want people who play soccer to play soccer and not get involved in politics at all. 100% couldn't agree with you more. Here he is talking about uh, Boris Johnson, the uh, the leader of the UK, and his dramatic shift leftward. Uh, hey, one other thing, though, about Boris, and you're right, the climate change thing, and I thought this guy was, uh, you know, really was in touch with the working man. Here he is talking about gender and uh, infrastructure, and it's very, very odd. Cut two, please. Yeah. We're building back better together, and... Can you say a new world order, kids? Because that's the same thing that uh, Joe Biden says. Greener and building back fairer and building back more equal and 
how shall I, in a more gender neutral and perhaps a more feminine way. Yeah, you tell that to China and Russia. They're laughing right now. How about that? Apart from anything else. So uh, those are some of the objectives. In a wow. more feminine way, is he being tongue-in-cheek? Is he? And how is this playing <laughs> in the UK? No. No, I wish he was being a tongue-in-cheek. He sounds like a new age warrior. Um, and given that today is the summer solstice... <laughs> I will scratch your face. I'm surprised he wasn't out this morning at, at, at dawn, you know, wearing some strange pagan uniform. I mean, what <laughs> on earth is happening to Boris Johnson? I just don't know. You're looking like he's looking like a complete and utter moron, to be quite honest. And, and honestly, he is, a, he is a fool. You can tell by the way he wears his hair that he doesn't have his head all together. <sighs> Michael Savage was a uh, guest with Cortez and Pellegrino last night, and he uh, normally, I'm, I'm not a big fan because he's kind of a grumpy old man. I tried to fill in on his show, and uh, uh, he, he was not pleasant. <clears throat> but here he is talking about critical race theory in a very impassioned way, and I got to tell you, he is spot on with regard to critical race theory. I, my blood's boiling listening to Chuck Todd. I wanted to reach through the screen and smack him in the face. Me too. Does he have children? Can you imagine having a little child who goes to school and is told that he's no good, his race is no good, he's evil, his parents are evil, his nation is evil? These are the same SOBs who lectured us for 20 years about don't be a bully, tolerate everything. And now they're beating up white children in schoolrooms. And I'm not going to mince words. You can cut me off if you have to. I know you probably agree with me. I can't take this anymore. And there's only one solution to it. Sue the damn schools if they do it to your child for child abuse. Yes. And you will win because that's the only way to stop this. These children are being humiliated and hurt and damaged for life. Yep. By a psychotic woman who came up with this lie called critical race theory, which is nothing but racism towards white people. No other right. race is targeted. I could go on and I could go on and on. I've studied By the way, there is no such thing as reverse racism. Racism is racism no matter where it comes from. In history, I know where this starts. I know where it ends. It started in the same kind of thing started in Germany. The Jews were no good. The Jews did this. The Jews did that. Mm -hmm. The next thing you knew, they were being excluded from swimming pools. They didn't put them in concentration camps overnight. I studied this intimately. I am Jewish. I know how this starts. Attacks on white people is exactly what was done to the Jews in Germany in the 30s. Don't fall for this garbage. This is the road to the death camps. Wow. Here's a little bit more uh, with Michael Savage. This is powerful. Children are sacred. Anyone who abuses children should have bad things done to them. And now it's being done institutionally by so-called progressives. And I know what it's doing to the children. Well, one woman has sued them. Her biracial son yep. refused to confess his white dominance. Are you listening to this? Yes. These psychopaths. Mm -hmm. Now, I wrote about this. Last month, when I did a, a podcast, Critical Race Theory is Racist, Resist, and now it's come back again. Here's a biracial boy, and they try to tell him that he's no good because he's mixed race, and he wouldn't do it. Chuck Todd says this doesn't happen, this doesn't exist. In his class, William, along with the students, were asked to publicly reveal his race, gender, religious, and sexual identities. Do you realize how psychotic this is <laughs> to do this to children? Wait, and then... The teacher wanted him to attach derogatory labels to those identities. Wow. And then he was asked to undo and unlearn his beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors that stem from oppression. I rest my case. If it was my child, I would sue that school. I'd make sure someone went to jail for child abuse. Now, I uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, more from uh, Michael Savage. I have a grandchild. If they ever did that to my grandchild, well, let's stop right here. Because I will not tolerate the abuse of any children, including my own. There's nothing more to say. And you say, well, what can we do about it? What can we do about it? Do what they've been doing for years. Sue them. That's the only language they understand. Now, you may say, what chance do we have in liberal courts? Take your chances in the courts. There's yeah. no other option right now. In these rich, Michael. ritzy schools in Manhattan, the parents are pulling the kids out of the schools. That they understand, $65,000 year tuition. You can't do this to children. It Close down the brainwash factories. By the way, a pair of LGBTQ plus 
Organizers were publicly shamed by Seattle officials after complaining that an event seeking to charge white people $50 reparations fee to attend was reverse racism. Of course, it's just racism. Philip Lipson and Charlotte Lefevre were slammed and publicly shamed by Seattle's Human Rights Commission. They shared their complaint, complete with their unobscured phone numbers, as well as the commission's response on Twitter. So they doxed these people for saying that paying a $50 reparations fee was racist. This sort of stuff has to stop. It is beyond nonsense. It's dangerous. And we had Juneteenth on Friday. And violence erupted at celebrations across the country. In big cities like Chicago, where eight people were killed in one shooting, and they were all black. Here is Rob Schmidt talking about all of the ways that people celebrated Juneteenth in, the, in all the wrong ways. Juneteenth is a perfect example of a massive virtue signal from the left that has resulted this past weekend and will continue to in the future uh, to result in more misery and violence. Massive Juneteenth celebrations this weekend led to seven people killed, more than 40 shot and hurt in 10 mass shootings across the country. Martin Luther King Jr. is spinning in his grave like a baseball bat on a lathe. Again, it's good intention. doesn't matter. Shootings breaking out in Philadelphia, Atlantic City, Dallas, and not just in cities, uh, incidents of violence. In Those black lives don't matter because police didn't shoot them. The suburb of Aurora, Colorado, Richmond, Virginia, right outside of Oakland. Juneteenth violence also struck the pretty nice, relatively wealthy Long Beach, or I'm sorry, Long Branch, New Jersey community. It's a beach community there, right on the water, Jersey Shore, north side. Riders jumping on cars in Pier Village. Look at this mayhem in this video. Let's yeah, pull it back up full screen. Multiple agencies had nothing to see here, nothing cultural. Be called in. The mainstream media just calling this, of course, rowdy. Rowdy crowds, rowdy crowds. Here uh, Rob Schmidt is talking about Lori Lightfoot blaming all of the violence that's happening, all the number of shootings and murders that have gone up uh, a nearly 100% in Chicago under her leadership uh, after defunding the police, uh, but blaming it on racism. So far this year, there have been more than 1,600 shootings in Chicago. 1,600 shootings. Violent criminals in that city are about 71% black, about 20% Hispanic, and around 3.5% white. Victims, 75% black, 19% Hispanic, and around 5% white themselves. Huh. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who recently declared racism is a public... You can't say that, Rob. You're not... You're, you're a white guy. ...public health crisis in the city and diverted millions of dollars in COVID relief funds to address that issue, tried to paint a rosy picture. Take a listen. We're different than other cities across the country. This woman is a disaster. Every major city in the United States last year and this year has seen an unprecedented rise in violence. We're, we're down on every other major category, but particularly in shootings um, and homicides uh, related to gun violence. Yeah, you're doing a hell of a job. Yeah. Keep it up. <laughs> the sad reality is no liberal really cares much at all about crime. They no. only really care when it threatens their power. Lori yes. Lightfoot's actions when crime is out of control can be directly correlated to her poll numbers. If her re-election was secure, she wouldn't care about any of this. To many liberals, she only got 14 percent of the vote, by the way, in the uh, to get to the mayor's office. Well, crime is very understandable. It's a symptom of modern society. It doesn't bother them. They don't care at all about victims of crime. We see proof of that all the time. What really matters to liberals is intention. The results don't matter of their policies as long as the intention was good. Right? Like the war on poverty, like the uh, Great Society, all of that. The intentions were real good, and uh, they fell flat on their face. Uh, here is Rob Schmidt talking about. Uh, the real root of this, which is cultural. But what about the culture problem in the country? If, yeah. if you really want to fix the plague of crime, you need to address the utter decay of culture in our inner city communities. We see it all the time. Look up the staggering increase in single-family black households in this country over the last 50 80 years. 80% in Minneapolis. You'll be shocked <laughs> at the numbers. Does that problem ever get addressed? Of course not, because liberals have no solution to that. It's easier to just install a liberal ideologue like Merrick Garland, who comes out every few days to distract from real problems in the country and talk about white supremacy. White supremacy. And in the FBI's view, the top domestic violent extremist threat we face comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists. If you're the attorney general and you spew a, a lie that you know is a lie, and I believe he is lying and he knows it, uh, you shouldn't be in office. Specifically, those who advocate for the superiority of the white race. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agency have 
determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. Yeah, you remember those white guys who flew the planes into the Pentagon, into a field in uh, Pennsylvania, and the uh, World Trade Center? I mean, these people actually want to be taken seriously with this. Ignore everything you see right before your very eyes. Ignore the policies that are destroying your cities and our communities. Ignore the decay of this country. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms blamed her city's violent crime spike. It's been bad in Atlanta. She blamed it on Republicans reopening from COVID too early. (laughs) Remember... In Georgia, we were open up before the rest of the country, even before the CDC said that it was safe for us to open. Uh, so our nightclubs and our bars remain open. We had people traveling here from across the country to party in our city. Yes, because before COVID, nobody ever went out and partied and had fun. No, they never did. They never did. Now, real quick, uh, January the 6th has been called an insurrection. It was not an insurrection. It turns out it looks like that some FBI uh, agents were actually involved in creating it and egging it on. Okay? That story has kind of disappeared, but it's real. It's real. And yet there's a guy and a bunch of people in jail who've been in uh, solitary confinement for months just being charged, not being punished, being charged, including, you remember the guy who had the, uh, the, the, the horns, remember the, the horned guy who went in, he had no shirt on, he was tattooed. Here is his lawyer talking with uh, Greg Kelly about how he's being treated in prison. No, and I know the real truth of how our nation navigates January 6th won't be everyone looking back at January 6th and the largely peaceful events on that day. It's going to be how we look back and see how we treated our citizens. Listen to this. Those who were peaceful, those who were not violent. And in the case of Jacob Chansley, this man has had to spend 150 plus days in solitary confinement, 23, 24 hours a day. This, despite the fact. This is not the United States of America. The government knows and has known since January 17 or 16 when my client voluntarily surrendered himself. He was no danger to himself or anyone. It is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous and sickening. And it's time for a revolution in this country. And I'm not talking about a violent revolution. I'm talking about a pure turnover of this corrupt government. And whoever the next president of the United States, hopefully it'll be Donald Trump with Ron DeSantis as his VP. I hope he fires the heads of every stinking agency in Washington, D.C., particularly the FBI, the CIA, and the IRS. Our founding fathers had nothing to complain about compared to Washington, D.C. today. And it's incredible, incredible corruption. Oh, by the way, a trans athlete, a female athlete representing the U.S. has threatened to burn Amer- the American flag on the podium if she wins at Olympics this summer. Chelsea Wolf is uh, used to be a guy, and she's a trans female BMX rider who uh, qualified a- as an alternate. That'll make you feel good, you know. If I was a guy and I, I was an alternate, you know, BMX rider was an alternate on the women's team, I would, you know, kind of feel a little weird about it. But she's no longer he, so there you go. My goal is to win the Olympics so I can burn the U.S. flag on the podium. She should be booted from the team. You represent the country as the Olympics, and if you hate the country so badly, do not represent the country. How about that? Oh, by the way, Laurel Hubbard is a, uh, uh, well, was a man, identifies as a woman, is, is becoming the first trans athlete to compete in the Olympics. He, she, 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 they, whatever, 43, transitioned in 2012 and has been competing in New Zealand. Yeah, she was a he- until about the age of 32 or so. Generally, when you, uh, as an athlete, begin your decline. So what do you want to do if you want to win an Olympic medal and you're a guy and you're 33 years old and you're always getting your butt kicked by other guys? Well, you start taking some hormones and you, uh, you become a woman. That's how you do it. This is an affront to athleticism. This is an affront to women everywhere. It is a joke. If trans people want to compete in the Olympics, there should be a trans category. That's it. That's that. It does not make any sense. Do you see any weightlifters in the Olympics going to the Olympics this year who were women at birth? Do you see anybody there? Anybody? Anybody? You see any track and field uh, runners who uh, were born women who are in the Olympics? No. Uh-uh. 
It's not fair. It's nonsense. And we start out, we have to start fighting back against the nonsense. And before I go, I want to show you how insane some young people are with regard to gender. Okay. Now you can be transgender. You can do all this and that's, that's perfectly fine. Whatever, whatever, man. But don't expect me to go to celebrate you. I don't care if you're transgender. I, I don't, it really, it doesn't matter to me, but I'm not going to capitulate to your demands. Here is a young woman on TikTok who says that she can change her gender every hour. Oh, actually, I'm gender fluid. Oh, okay. Wait, what does gender fluid mean again? Gender fluid means my gender changes depending on the day or week or even depending on the hour. It also means the pronouns I'm comfortable with can change too. Oh, so how do I know what pronouns to use for you and other gender fluid people? Um, we all express them differently, but personally I express them through color-coded bracelets. Pink means she- you, uh, you need some psychological help. She, her. Yellow means they, them. Might even consider some medicine. And blue means he, him. And if I'm comfortable with this more than one pronoun, I will combine them. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Nah, it's not going to happen. What should I call you? Uh, you know, I, honestly, get over yourself. This is real. I mean, this is real, guys. <sighs> Sometimes you just don't know what to say, do you, kids? Nope, 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 nope. But I do uh, appreciate you joining me for the madness, for the news of the day, and all of that stuff. If you do me a huge favor today, go to uh, Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this one, okay? Would you do that? And then uh, would you share with others? And if you wouldn't mind, if you really like the show, a five-star review would be awesome. I'm getting a lot of those, and I really, really appreciate them because, again, my goal here, guys, is to entertain, inform, and motivate you to do good and create a show that is uniquely entertaining there's nobody else on the airwaves like me and i you can count you can thank god for that <laughs> so thanks for joining me guys thank you to uh to newsmax for having me it is such a blessing to be here if you want to check out Newsmax, all the great shows, uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com. I'm going to be on with Cortez and Pellegrino tomorrow night. Yay! Can't wait. And then I'm going to be on with uh, Grant Stinchfield on Friday. So there you go. In the meantime, guys, have a glorious day. God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. Please remember Ashley Babbitt. And above all and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, do not catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.